Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of CX Cast. This is Sam Stern, and I am joined by my new colleague, analyst Faith Adams. Hello, Faith. Hi, everybody. And Faith has joined our team. She has a really interesting background as a CX practitioner that we want to dive into with you, Faith, and also talk about your research coverage and give listeners an expectation of what they'll be seeing from you and all of the research that you're already working on and going to be publishing. Uh, in the next few months. So let's start with maybe your experience and what brought you to Forrester. So tell us your sort of, at least your customer experience practitioner life story, if you would. I like to think that my, I guess my history of being a practitioner started long before I was one. <laughs> um, years ago, I actually had um, the pleasure of working with very large health systems. And there was one of them that was kind of the key differentiator and where their focus was, was patient experience. Mm. So I always kind of probed and asked different questions and tried to differentiate myself from a salesperson perspective. What that led to was oftentimes creating business cases, doing surveys with my customers to kind of dig deeper into what was painting their practices and just kind of really going above and beyond just the basic responsibilities that I was told to deploy on a day-to-day basis. From that, I had a number of customers who approached me and said, hey, we're opening up this practice and it's very much more patient-centered and we think you're the right person for the job because of all the work that I had done with their practice to make them successful. So it was my knowledge from working with a certain very large health system um, (laughs) and then parlaying it into um, a group of multidisciplinary practices where I was more focused on practice operations, but ultimately the cash aspect of the business. One of the practices was more non-insurance based. So how do we build a great patient experience that makes them want to choose us over all of our competitors in the area? And then I was able to take what I had learned through that approach and apply it to more of the regulated practices as well. From there, at the time, I had no idea that this discipline called customer experience existed until I ended up working with um, a very large health insurer where they had approached me about, it was a different title, I believe. And when I actually started to talking to them more, they explained what the actual position was that they did reach out for. It wasn't the one that they initially had me in the system for. So long story short, I ended up in CX that way. It was a long, slow road. (laughs) And through CX, I discovered Forrester and the wealth of knowledge that the analysts here brought to the table and really helping me further the agendas that I was trying to work on with the big corporate bureaucracy, as well as um, just the dynamics of employee engagement and building that, that culture. And so I became, I guess entranced and excited about everything that CX, employee experience, and culture can bring to the table. For me, it was a huge opportunity to educate everybody on everything that I've learned through the years about CX, patient experience, whether it's a regulated industry or not. For me, I've become what I think is a sometimes, I guess, to my own dismay, a crusader for great experiences. <laughs> great. And I think we're excited for that experience that you bring, right, of having, you know, you were sort of um, first doing it without knowing you were doing it, no, even knowing what it was called, and learning through doing by saying, who wouldn't want to learn more about what my customers actually want and what their challenges are and, you know, proceed back from, from their information. And then I think that that crusader, that lone voice in the wilderness Um, is an experience that so many of our clients, I mean, certainly so many of my clients that I talk to here, it's something that they encounter or face or struggle with. And so what were some of the things that worked in a large bureaucracy or bureaucratic organization? 
I think one of the biggest pieces of advice that I'll offer first is never lose the passion. I remember one of my very wise bosses before always telling me to not lose my edge because that was why I was there in the first place. To me, that always resonated because you can't get beaten down. You have to keep persisting and it's not a one and done type of activity. You're going to have quick wins that might be cost effective and, and easy to deploy. But some of these efforts that we're all working on, they're, they're huge. They, they require complete and utter transformation that, quite frankly, a lot of companies aren't ready for so it's a very phased approach it takes a long time and sometimes patience which isn't one of my best qualities um, can be tested I think that when you have that passion it's natural to just want to fix everything but to be able to take that step back and be more methodical and and engage your teams and really develop those cross-functional relationships tactically it's it's fun it's engaging it's hard work But when you're able to go home and sleep at night knowing that you're truly doing something that's beneficial and Mm. valuable to others, I think that that's Yeah, a sense of purpose. Yeah, and and I think the way you framed that, I hadn't really thought of it that way, but the idea of that self-knowledge being so important, you know, almost the self-talk of I've got to stay patient here, I've got to keep the, the passion burning in this even as I'm hitting obstacles and hurdles and meeting with resistance because if I truly believe in this, and, and I think this is important, knowledge that this isn't going to just turn over the tomorrow, that my belief in it can't instantly be converted into convincing others. Like it often will take longer uh, than a few interactions, right, with them to, to make them convinced. Absolutely. I always say that um, a culture of complacency mm. will, will kill your business. Yeah. And CX people, we have to be those people who who fight the complacency and it's it's hard it's it's a challenge it's it's a lot of work as you as you all know yeah so a question for you on that the question you would ask yourself between i've got the passion and that i that's important and i'm keeping it and and i'm going to keep fighting the good fight here versus when you sort of uh, make the determination which i think you have done at a point or two in your career to say I can't keep fighting the good fight at this organization. That knowledge about when is it time to, not doing it too early, but when is it also time to be honest about this is a mountain I just can't climb at this organization. How do you answer that question for yourself? You have to ask yourself if you have the support system that you need to be successful. I'm the type of person who held myself accountable for the customer metrics. And when you do that and you obsess over them, I can honestly admit it's probably not the most healthy thing because you bring it home with you. My, my husband probably knows <laughs> all too well certain um, customer metrics about uh, my experience in the past. Right. But it's you have to think about what's more important to you. And what became more important to me was the ability to help make other people successful through the trial and error that I've experienced. Because um, from a tactical approach, there's a number of things that we can we can help you guys do to be a little bit more tactical along with more of those those grandiose optimal future state ideas and we have so many great reports out there but there's some quick little nuggets I think that um, I might be able to offer through my experience that might just help maybe get that executive buy-in or might help give you a, just a, frame things a different way and so that's what I'm excited to bring to the table here. And so here you are at Forrester with the practitioner knowledge so what can they expect to see first coming out from you? Maxie and I collaborated around text analytics. Our lovely consumer insights team did a great piece that was very much geared towards a different audience so we wanted to take that approach and gear it towards CX professionals because our needs are very different mm-hmm. um, in many ways so that will likely be the 
first report. I'm in the midst of another one about make or possibly break your customer experience through employee onboarding, which has been how that translates to your customer experience. And so this is when a new employee has been hired, they agreed to a deal, they've got a start date, and this is day one they're starting, or how are you thinking about the, the onboarding? Um, I've been asking a lot of questions around pre-boarding yeah. and going through the So the pre-boarding actual... would be before their actual official start date? Yep, so it's yeah. like the minute that they accept the offer, sign on the dotted yeah. line. So aside from the, the how-to and, and some of these specific topics, I'm just wondering if there were any questions that you wrestled with as a practitioner that feel like are unanswered in, in research. I spent many a countless nights up late <laughs> thinking about these types of challenges. Most of what I was experiencing, we we did have information on, but the one thing that I always try to consider is that two businesses are not identical. We can't make certain assumptions. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It might be answered in research, but the, the reality of how you would actually apply it at your organization with all the particulars of your company is probably unrealistic to write about in a report that's intended for a wide audience, but that's where the calls to the analysts or the uh, more detailed involvement of Forrester would be helpful yeah. for that specific company. Good. Well, Faith, uh, welcome again to, to Forrester. It's great to have you on the team. Uh, listeners, we're not posting any specific links just yet because Faith is just joining us and really getting deep into the research process already, but we'd love to have you back. I think especially that onboarding report is something that a lot of our listeners would love to hear more about. So maybe we'll have you back when the report is live and we can talk about your first report. Sounds great. More than happy to share. Great. Well, thanks everyone. And we'll talk to you on next week's CX. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Remember, your customer's perception is your customer experience reality.